You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Bills-related podcasts. My name is John Boccasino, flying solo on this week's episode of Believe. I hope you and your family had a great weekend and that you enjoyed watching Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, California, as the Los Angeles Rams rallied for a 23-20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals to claim the franchise's second Super Bowl championship. It was definitely a game with some ups and some downs and some drama and a great halftime show for the ages, for all of the uh, watchers like myself who really came of age with a lot of that music. It was really cool to see that taking center stage at the Super Bowl, but When it comes to the on-field performance of the game, watching Joe Burrow duel with Matthew Stafford, watching the Rams shoot themselves in the foot several times in the first half, watching the Bengals storm out to a second-half lead, only to have the Rams come back and march downfield with a methodical drive that culminated with a passing touchdown to Cooper Cup that gave the Rams the lead, and the defense and Aaron Donald would never relinquish that lead uh, with another dominant performance It definitely was a night of mixed emotions, I feel like, for many of the Buffalo Bills fans watching this game play out. It was hard not to be sitting in your recliner or at the bar or in your Lazy Boy wondering what could have been uh, as you're watching Super Bowl 56. The Bills, as we all know, entered this season with Super Bowl dreams, legit Super Bowl aspirations, and they fell short of that goal. Um, The Bills and their expectations was the culmination of four years of prudent drafts, uh, making smart free agent signings, and really seeing Josh Allen develop into the franchise's long-awaited heir apparent to Hall of Famer Jim Kelly. Each year during Josh Allen's tenure in Buffalo, the Bills took a step forward, but they also took a step backwards when it came to the playoffs. From that disappointing and dramatic loss to the Houston Texans in the 2019 wildcard game, to last year's not-quite-ready-for-prime-time setback to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. 2021 was supposed to be the year the Bills got over the hump, captured the AFC title, and played for a Super Bowl championship. And after last year's loss in the AFC title game, the Bills decided to run it back, bringing back many of the same key players from that season while adding in several other key components, including drafting a pair of edge rushers in Greg Russo and Carlos Boogie Basham Jr. The Bills also signed veteran wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders uh, to give the wide receiver room a more veteran and experienced presence to go with Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie. 
and Gabriel Davis. And the Bills were banking on a breakthrough season from tight end Dawson Knox while knowing that there were a ton of veterans on this defense that was tasked with finding a way to close the gap between themselves and the Kansas City Chiefs. And there certainly were things to be proud of about Buffalo season this year. But this week's episode of Bill Leave, we're going to be talking about the future of the Bills. Did the Bills have their best chance at winning a Super Bowl this year? Is their window for winning that elusive first Super Bowl championship closing, or is it still open uh, given the complex salary cap situation that Brandon Bean is going to have to navigate uh, moving forward, uh, especially with the bloated contract that Josh Allen uh, now has with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are no longer getting to benefit from Allen being on that rookie deal when he signed that six-year, $258 million extension last offseason that really upped the degree of difficulty for Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills. Having a quarterback on a rookie deal enables the team to surround him with talent while not having to worry about a 30 or $40 million a year cap hit for their quarterback. The Bills' days of having that bargain basement quarterback rate are over as Josh Allen's salary will go from roughly $10.2 million to nearly $17 million uh, for the 2022 season before skyrocketing to in the low 40s uh, and even $51 million, I believe, his cap hit comes in the 2025 season. So there's many years to come until the Bills have that $51 million cap hit, but the cold hard facts are it's going to get more difficult for the Bills with Josh Allen's contract set up the way it is and his salary set to spike dramatically uh, after this season. That's why it was so important for the Bills to go out there and win that Super Bowl this year while Allen's salary contract was affordable. And, you know, they're definitely, as we're sitting here uh, talking about Buffalo Super Bowl window, there certainly were a ton of things to be proud of about how the Bills performed uh, this year, including winning back-to-back AFC East championships, steamrolling their rivals, the New England Patriots, at home in a perfectly played offensive performance in the wild card round, and knocking off the Kansas City Chiefs on a huge Sunday night showdown during the regular season. But when it mattered most... The Bills did not put out their best uh, defensive effort. Uh, They fell in overtime 42 to 36 to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC divisional round of the playoffs. And ultimately, the Bills fell short of their Super Bowl dreams. And it hurts for Bills fans. It hurts knowing that the Bills were 13 seconds away from knocking off the Chiefs and hosting the Bengals in the AFC championship game. And you never know who would have won that game, but being played before a raucous home crowd, knowing how solid the bills were at home this year and knowing that the Bengals did not put forth a consistent effort all year long. It's hard not to think the bills would have been favorites to get to super bowl 56, especially knowing that if they got to the super bowl, a showdown would not include a matchup with one of their dangerous rivals in the NFC, like their longtime tormentor, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the NFL's reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers. It was really frustrating for Bills fans to watch Joe Burrow and the upstart Bengals finish what the Bills couldn't, upending Patrick Mahomes and sending the Chiefs home for the season. It was right there for the taking, and Bills fans know that this is a a close call that they might not get again. Nothing is guaranteed uh, in the sports landscape, and that's what makes this topic here about the Bills Super Bowl window 
really fascinating to discuss because sports are fickle. Uh, again, nothing is given. You could be talented one year and the same talented team could underachieve the following year or they could have injuries. The Bills have been incredibly lucky and fortunate with their injuries the last two years. Of course, one of those injuries was to all-pro cornerback Tredavious White, and you could play the what-if game until the cows come home, but it would have been a much different scenario, I feel, for Leslie Frazier's defense if Trey White had been out there uh, in the game against the Chiefs, especially in the final 13 seconds to cover Tyreek Hill, to slow down Travis Kelsey, and to keep the Chiefs from getting into field goal range and then eventually forcing overtime uh, and knocking off the Bills and ending their season. We won't go down the rabbit hole of 13 seconds that's been talked about exhaustively here on all of these podcasts, but it does beg the question when you factor in um, that this was a two-year roster construction job by general manager Brandon Bean, it's fair to wonder whether the Bills missed their best shot at winning their first Super Bowl. The salary cap hits are going to increase for this team moving forward. There's a lot of key decisions the Bills have to make about their young and old players who are at the end of their deals. And there's really several big changes on the horizon uh, this offseason for the Bills. You know, it's fair to say that this was the most balanced, deep, and competitive roster that they have fielded yet during the Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott regime. And now they're going to have to navigate an offseason with potentially the most roster subtractions facing their management since the first two years of the McDermott Bean regime here in Western New York. Because of rising salary cap costs, combined with the fact that Buffalo is really tight against the cap, uh, based on who you turn to, the bills are either right at the salary cap or slightly over the cap figure for the 2022 season. There's some tough decisions that are going to be coming to one Bills drive. Although if former assistant GM Joe Shane is to believe, the Bills are going to have some freed up cap space this offseason by some uh, making some veteran maneuvers and cutting some key veteran players or restructuring some of their deals. Shane said the Bills were going to have some money to play with, so that's something to consider that Brandon Bean is going to put on his salary cap magician's hat and find a way to get the Bills some much-needed cap space this off season. The adaptability for these bills is going to be the most important asset as they settle into this off season, this pivotal off season, one where they have to navigate their way through a complex salary cap situation with a potentially bloated quarterback contract. And like any team, the bills are going to have their fair share of off season roster needs to address. Does Buffalo open up the vault and offer a contract extension averaging between nine and $10 million per year to keep cornerback to Levi Wallace with the team? Uh, Wallace has given the bills solid, but not spectacular play since coming to Buffalo as an undrafted rookie free agent. Uh, And he has played a solid role opposite Trey white, but he is really limited in his performance. Uh, we, the bills know what the floor is and they know what the ceiling is with Wallace. And he was a great value for the team when he was on a rookie deal, but getting $10 million per year changes the nature of the conversation. That's one of the questions the bills have to face. How do they shore up a defense that during the regular season was the league's best in so many categories, including scoring defense, but allowed Patrick Mahomes to carve it up during the most critical moments of the playoffs. Will the Bills bring back many of their key free agent contributors? Besides Wallace, we have defensive end Jerry Hughes. You have defensive tackle Harrison Phillips. You have wide receivers Emmanuel Sanders and Isaiah McKenzie. And even backup quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. 
The Bills also, for the first time uh, during the Bean-McDermott regime, have to deal with changes in the front office. Buffalo lost Assistant General Manager Joe Shane. They lost Offensive Coordinator Brian Dable. They lost Offensive Line Coach Bobby Johnson, Special Teams Coordinator Heath Farwell, and even Assistant Quarterbacks Coach Shea Tierney, which means Josh Allen, for the first time since being drafted number 7 overall, is going to have to deal with a new quarterback's room and potentially a revamped offensive scheme with Dable no longer the offensive coordinator. Now, given all of those changes, I still think Bills fans should remain optimistic about the future of their team. The Bills have found their franchise quarterback, and Josh Allen so far has shown that no moment is too big for him and no bright stage is too bright for him to be able to come up and come out victorious. Allen, who entered this year with big questions about how he would respond to the pressure and the adversity, especially in the playoffs, silenced all of those doubters with a perfect performance in two postseason games. Allen single-handedly has the ability, and this is quite the rare skill, to help rescue the Bills from inevitable defeat when they're facing huge odds. He is a player who really rises to the level and rises to the occasion when the Bills need him to the most, and even though there's going to be a different roster in the future, he is the biggest bright spot, the biggest reason why the Bills fans have to feel he can lead this team to a Super Bowl championship. Allen looks every bit the part of a future Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's only 25 years old. In fact, Joe Burrow is only two months younger than Josh Allen. So for all the accolades and praise that Burrow drew, Allen is not like an elder statesman of the group. He has plenty of prime football left in front of him, and he has a long and hopefully decorated career ahead of him, too. The Bills have been able to secure him for almost all of his prime playing time, which has to make you feel really good uh, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. And if there's anything we've learned about Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and the rest of these Bills, they use their losses. They use their setbacks as motivation, as fuel to improve and get better in the coming year. So you know that the Bills are going to watch tape of what happened in Kansas City and come up with ways to shore up their weaknesses and get better for the 2022 season. It's really going to be something that to watch how the Bills, though, rally and respond to this adversity. The Bills should be able to once again roll out a top-of-league offense led by Allen and its dynamic aerial attack. We all saw Gabriel Davis have his coming out party in the playoffs. Uh, the Bills have a fantastic wide receiver room, led, of course, by perennial pro bowler Stephon Diggs and Davis, who really set a message out to the rest of the league that he is a top option to watch for years to come based on that eight catch 201 yard playoff record four touchdown performance in the loss to the Chiefs. Those are two of the best wide receivers you can think of when it comes to Buffalo's future with Diggs and with Davis. And I know that Brandon Bean has said he wants to bring back slot receiver Cole Beasley, who still is a very capable playmaker. Um, but even if Beasley is not back, the Bills still have some good weapons at their disposal uh, for Allen and the passing attack. And whether they bring back Isaiah McKenzie or whether they use the draft uh, to replenish their wide receiver room, there is a lot of talent up and down the wide receiver position. Also of uh, note for Bills fans is the development of Devin Singletary. Over the last eight weeks of the season, he showed that he can handle the running back one responsibilities. Uh, he became a much more effective and elusive runner out of the backfield, and he has also vastly improved his abilities as a pass-catching back. 
Plus, his blitz pickup game has gotten much better since coming to Buffalo. He is definitely a huge factor uh, on this offense moving forward. And the Bills found, despite some injuries to their offensive line, they identified a solid, if not spectacular, starting five uh, for the offensive line, thanks in large part to the development of third-round rookie draft pick Spencer Brown, the starting right tackle. Factoring in Brown's development with Pro Bowl left tackle Deion Dawkins, the Bills appear to have their bookends of their offensive line set in place for years to come. Mitch Morris has definitely been a steady presence uh, anchoring the offensive line and with the Bills adjusting their run scheme to better suit their needs of the offensive line. The Bills appear to have three cornerstones locked into this offensive line, but there are question marks beyond those top three. As great as it was to see Ryan Bates really answer the bell when called upon at left guard. We're not sure if he is the answer. We're definitely not sure if Daryl Williams is the answer. He regressed big time after being kicked inside from the right tackle to the right guard spot. The Bills have two legitimate holes to shore up along their offensive line. And you do have to figure out there is some prob- probably some regression uh, when it comes to Morse as well, who has dealt with a ton of concussions in his career. But so far, you have to feel good about three of the starting five members of the offensive line. What will the Bills do about both guard positions? One thing is known for sure with a blossoming and talented Josh Allen under center, the Bills have a legit chance at winning every game they play and beating every team that's in their path. And like I mentioned earlier, Allen's salary cap figure is going up. It went from over $10 million this year to $16.4 million for 2022, then nearly $40 million in 2023 and $41.7 million in 2024. It's important to remember, though, that as big as these cap figures are for Allen and the Bills, the Bills were smart to work out a long-term contract extension with their franchise quarterback last offseason. And here is why. The NFL is working on a brand new television deal. This deal is going to generate billions of dollars for the league and for its teams. When that deal does go into effect, the salary cap is going to rise significantly and quarterback contracts will go up correspondingly, meaning that in a few years, Allen's average yearly contract figure could look like a relative bargain, which is why it's prudent. it was, it was prudent for the Bills to lock him up last year. The AFC is experiencing a quarterback renaissance led by Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Justin Herbert. And the middle tier of quarterbacks, including Derek Carr, are not shabby themselves. There are tons of good quarterbacks in the AFC. The Bills no longer need to go about finding their franchise quarterback, but Brandon Bean needs to steer the Bills through this pivotal offseason. How effectively he is able to address the team's areas of needs will really determine whether Buffalo can finally climb to the top of the mountain in the National Football League and win a Super Bowl championship. Bills fans, you've shown great trust in Bean and you've shown great trust in McDermott. And the process has paid off four playoff appearances in the last five years. Back-to-back AFC East championships. The Bills are poised to remain a contender in the AFC for years to come, and while they might have had a golden opportunity this year to win that Super Bowl, I'm here to tell you on Believe that with some shrewd free agency maneuvering, with a solid draft pick, and the Bills have nine draft picks in this year's class, with a solid effort in the college draft, and with the continued ascent of their passing game, 
I am confident that while Buffalo might have had a golden chance to win a Super Bowl this year, their window has certainly not closed, and the Bills should be able to hopefully get one of those Super Bowl championships one of these years in the very near future because the Bean regime knows how to work their way around a salary cap. You look at what they did by the way, with a lot of those two-year deals. And we know that this is D-Day coming up for the Bills with those two-year deals expiring. Brandon Bean has to have a plan for what he's going to do to attack this offseason and make sure that the Bills don't come up short again in the 2022 season. I am all for it. I trust the process, and I feel like what the Bills have shown us during the five-year run of McDermott and Bean is they know what they're doing, unlike many of the previous Bills regimes. So I feel confident that the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl window has not closed, even though this was a great shot for the team to win that Super Bowl, and even though it hurt playing the what-if game Sunday night, seeing Joe Burrow go toe-to-toe with Matthew Stafford, the Bills will be their fans. I promise you this team is going to get over the hump, and they're going to have every possible option available to them uh, to do it, whether it's through the draft or through some shrewd free agent maneuvering. But I've given you my rant. Now I want to hear from you, Bills fans. What do you think? Are you in a desperate bind right now? Do you think the Bills miss their best opportunity to win a Super Bowl? Or do you think, like I do, that their window is just beginning to stay open uh, to win this first Super Bowl championship and hopefully many more to come? Get involved with this podcast uh, when it's posted on buffalorumblings.com. Leave a comment in the comment section. You can also tweet at me on Twitter. I am at John Boccasino. We'll be back next week with another episode of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.